Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Town Hall with the Director. I'm John Zerflu, Director at the American School of Warsaw, and we're out for summer. I can't believe that we finished everything last week and that we came to such a marvelous conclusion. I hope you all feel the same way. Um, we uh, had a wonderful final day with uh, both our closing ceremony as well as our uh, parade through the campus, which was brilliant. I've heard calls to do it every year. It was so wonderful. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well and got many, if not most, of your things uh, done. Uh, I'm in the Zoom room. You're welcome to join me here uh, if you want to carry on more of a conversation or if you're just here on the Facebook Live page, that's fine as well. Uh, just know there's a lag time between the two. So if you come into Zoom, you get everything about 15 to 30 seconds earlier. I see we've got about 11 people joining in on Facebook Live already and beginning to see the summertime messages. Thank you, Rhea. Uh, looks like we're all beginning to enjoy it, despite the weather outside, which seems to be threatening yet another thunder shower tonight. I hope you're all hunkered down and have maybe a nice warm fire going to enjoy inside as this latest storm blows through. Uh, I do have a bit of a presentation tonight, not too much. I know we're going to have probably a smaller crowd tonight, but I want to kind of give you a look ahead to summer and keep you updated uh, on the things that we're thinking about and the things that we're working on. The school doesn't sleep. You know, we keep going during the summer. Um, this is our most important time of the year relative to uh, maintenance tasks. And of course, this year is particularly poignant because of all the things we have to do to get ready for our opening in August. Uh, but let me show you a few things uh, today. It might not be that long, maybe about 15 minutes or so, uh, maybe less. Um, this is our, our Facebook Live time together. And so that's our usual opening page. Um, let me talk about some of the things that we're doing on refining um, our approach. Now, you know we're working with Epixpert, and I had a call uh, with uh, Dr. Olashek today and had an update on their process. Of course, they're uh, going over uh, detailed plans of the school. They've had a visit. Uh, they got asked for additional documents, which we've provided. Uh, we continue to look at materials and equipment as part of pre-bid processes for the installations that we'll be doing. Um, but I just want to walk through the kind of four areas again that we're focused on and maybe some upgrades. Not a huge amount of change here in the health support. We know that our August plan will include a significant update in hygiene practices. We know hand washing at internal and external entrances to all spaces will have lots of uh, hand sanitizer around the building. We know temperature screening, uh, both security as well as health. Uh, we know that we're going to be teaching and reinforcing a lot of hygiene practices in grades and classrooms. Um, teacher facilitated additional checking when we have cold mornings and we need to do checking in the classroom, we'll do that. Um, teacher health protection and some of the things we'll do for our staff uh, to protect them as they work with groups of kids. And then the distancing practices, uh, the hallway passing, the common areas, um, lots of stuff that we'll be doing to establish pathways, routes, all of the different things that we would do to keep safe practices in place. Uh, there's some question mark about how much we can do distancing in a school setting. And, and, I, and certainly we're still asking those questions. Epixpert has some thoughts on that um, and they're beginning to build that into their planning. Um, so at the health data, this is where we really 
um, start to bring some components between us and you together. This has changed quite a bit since the first time I shared it with you. This idea of a daily checkup, it's a combination of both symptom screening and behavior assessment. When I say behavior assessment, I'm not talking discipline. I'm talking about behavior outside of school, families, where they go, uh, work environments, do they interact with others? Are they exposed to symptoms? Uh, those are the kinds of things we'll need to know to create this circle of trust that we want to establish uh, for our school environment. And, and I talk about that a little bit further down. The health assessment then is some combination of testing of some and various kinds that will likely be incorporated into our plan, either us providing or you providing through personal uh, services. Uh, again, there's no details here yet. Uh, the symptom screening, uh, maybe expanding from temperature. Uh, one parent suggested oxygen screening. That actually is turning out to be a quite relevant tool and very non-invasive. Uh, it's just a little um, a device that you put on a finger for a few seconds. You probably have experienced this in the doctor's office and it tests oxygen levels. And we're seeing that as being a key indicator of pre-symptomatic or um, or asymptomatic individuals. Um, behavior exposure screening, daily questions um, that you'll likely be answering from home to assess um, where you're at before you come to school. Um, and this has all got to be accompanied with a tremendous amount of parent education, which we're developing to go along with this plan. Community health standards, of course, um, a shared practice. We need to understand the school, home, and work circles that are overlapping and how those impact the kinds of strategies that we employ. And basically, and this is the most important part, and it comes straight from our core values, we are all in this together. So the joint responsibility framework for how we partner on managing all these bits in order to make sure that we create the safe environment at school. The health boundary we've already talked about, and that hasn't changed much, the idea of limiting access to the campus, um, having an outer area that would be the parking lots and an inner area that would be managed through three main entrances, uh, and then utilizing all of the materials and resources that we intend to put in place. And we're doing lots of other things with um, material and equipment within the building. Um, going to no-touch surfaces, changing our doorways to more automatic in nature, uh, hand-washing stations throughout the building. We're going totally uh, water bottle-based and, and personal water bottle-based, and bot so bottle fillers throughout that would allow no-touch uh, access uh, to hydration. Um, those are the kinds of things that we're, we're already looking at, and that's just a start. Uh, and we've got lots of signage and other kinds of things that we'll be upgrading as well. Uh, but essentially creating an environment where we reduce um, uh, touches of surfaces. So lots of automatic fountains, automatic faucets, um, automatic flushing, those kinds of things, as well as doorways and, uh, and uh, plates as well. But there's a lot of teaching involved in this too, teaching kids how to react in the environment. I remember uh, somebody from the parade uh, reaching to pull sleeves to receive something from somebody. Um, and that's a strategy that can be taught to kids, just like we teach them to sneeze into their elbow. These are behaviors we have to teach as part of a hygiene approach and part of teaching how to interact in the world right now as, as we have to be cautious. 
I have to tell you, I'm a little bit perturbed with some of you and how many of you let kids gather without distancing and without any precautions at McDonald's late last week. Um, I know the kids waved at me and it was nice to see them, but it was very also pausing for a moment, concerned about um, the lack of, of ability to maintain social distancing and follow parameters. So please be aware, you know, that there is still danger out there. And I'm very much aware that even in this local area, there are still cases afoot and you should be uh, cognizant of that. Uh, the program implications then follow all of this in terms of trying to balance based on your survey results to me against community standards. So, but there will definitely be cohort groupings. There will be some degree of structuring so that we can do cohort isolation and implementation of social distancing. It's hard in a school setting and an expert is very experienced at this. They recognize how hard social distancing is in a school setting. But between trying and using our parent partnership and our shared responsibility at home and in other settings, we believe that this is something that we can institute at least to the degree necessary in creating a risk reduced environment. Notice I didn't say risk free environment. No matter what we do, um, there's always gonna remain a certain degree of risk. And then before I go to questions here, I just wanna note that uh, Dr. Olashuk is gonna join me on Facebook Live on June 24th for our next meeting together. Um, he and I talked today and we thought it'd be good as they're wrapping up uh, their audit um, that he come and join us and help me in answering your questions. So please pass this around to everyone. I will post uh, all of the future Facebook uh, live sessions for the remainder of the summer. In fact, this is the schedule, uh, June 24th with Dr. Olashuk. Uh, we'll have a midsummer report on July 8th We'll take a little bit of a break there and come back on July 29th with our report of summer progress and a look ahead to our opening. We'll have an August 5th session with our pre-opening plan, August 12th with our last details the week before we open, and then August 19th, uh, the first week welcome new families on the second day of school. And then weekly from the 19th going forward, we'll continue our town hall Wednesday meetings uh, with various guests, uh, guests and guest hosts. I think I'm gonna pass this around to other members of my team uh, to host the Facebook Live sessions as we come into the new school year. All right, so that's uh, what I had to share with you. Let me stop the sharing here and see how the uh, questions may be progressing. I'll pop over there. Um, and thanks for the comments about the great parade. Yes, we all really enjoyed that. Um, and th thank you for the comment, Raya, on the sports facilities. Uh, that notice went out today in case you didn't see it. We announced um, the PTO board election. Uh, we announced the facility openings starting on the 12th. And uh, there's also an important letter for all parents detailing the board's kind of final actions before we go into summer uh, that you should review and particularly pre-K and kindergarten parents because there's important information in there about uh, uh, remuneration for you uh, relative to early childhood and our recognition of the challenges that you faced uh, during our virtual schooling. And so please uh, take a look at that as you can. Uh, please continue to drop your questions into the chat stream next to your live feed. Looks like we've got about 24 people online. 
uh, happy to take those questions and connect with you. If there's anything that I can answer tonight, I'm certainly happy to do so. We can also make it a short one tonight. It's a smaller crowd that's out. So uh, if there's nothing uh, significant to talk about, uh, we can certainly slow it down a little bit. Uh, I will note uh, that the current data that's out there shows that there are around the world spikes in numbers that are starting to emerge. Uh, in the United States, uh, the post Memorial Day numbers are beginning to show up in various states, uh, particularly about seven states that seem hardest hit. Uh, Poland got some bad news over the last three days with some significant numbers. I will caution that big chunks of those numbers seem to be in mining regions and in selected areas of community spread. So they're not necessarily in our back door. Uh, but I just want to caution again, as I did earlier, please wear the masks, do the masks. Uh, it's really important. Kids need to do that too. Um, there's still inconclusive evidence on asymptomatic and childhood spread uh, to others and families. Um, we do have cases afoot. Uh, they're out there. Uh, in some cases, they're being identified well after the fact uh, through antibody testing, um, but there's also um, some other positive testing that is emerging. And so please uh, make sure that uh, you're being thoughtful out there and that everybody's being safe. Um, I know that there's been a lot of opening and activities and restaurants and things opening up, but I'm also noticing that a certain segment of the population are following the standards, are wearing masks when 1.52 meters of distance cannot be maintained. Have them ready in your pocket. Make sure you're doing them in the grocery stores and inside areas. Uh, we've asked the parents all to wear masks when coming into school for the checkout appointments. Thank you for that. You guys have all been brilliant out there and thank you for your support of that. Uh, checkout appointments have, uh, in general, it seems have gone very smoothly. So we appreciate your uh, support there. Uh, I saw a note on the PTO members. Thank you for your support uh, from Maria. Uh, big thank you to the old PTO board, to Elena and, and Liz. Um, we're going to miss you guys uh, terribly, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, connecting with uh, Elena here uh, at least before they get out. And, uh, and I'm excited about our new board. Uh, Maria and her team uh, seem ready to ramp up, and so it's very exciting to see that. Um, let's see, um, getting back to the questions here. Um, Sylvia is asking about swimming pool. No, as is typical, the swimming pool um, is, uh, is down for the summer. Um, now, whether there'll be some opening in August and how we'll do that, we're reviewing uh, the pool uh, uh, um, hygiene standards right now uh, that have been pushed out by the government. We do see some public pools opening, but they're uh, following standards that may limit numbers and may limit uh, density. Uh, and so we're assessing those right now to determine the best way to approach the pool. But as is typical, the pool will be closed for the summer uh, because uh, we are uh, doing typically our summer maintenance this time of year. And that includes filters, uh, possibly draining some of the water as we clean tiles and areas. And so we do close down the pool for the summer. Uh, and in order to do those activities. So August opening uh, and, and whether adults and community swim will still be in place for adults as well as for kids largely depends upon these hygiene standards and uh, whether we can meet them uh, within the bounds of that. And the weekends and those kinds of things are still very much uh, going, uh, going to be dependent upon those standards as well. 
Um, we know that during school days, Monday through Friday, we're going to limit additional adult access and limit parent access, at least initially, to the campus. Um, so you need to factor that in, at least in the early stages. But on the weekends and for our facility rentals, those are going to be a staged in approach and presuming that we can meet the sanitary guidelines. So I, I, I'm sorry that that may not be a clear answer to that question right now, but we are working on it and we hope to get to that. Um, there's Liz in the chat. Thanks, Liz. And thanks for your good luck to the board there. Um, and yes, Aloma, I agree with you. We'll, uh, Liz and the team will be missed. Rebecca has asked, can anybody verify if this is true? Borders open June 16th, no quarantine for travel. I don't know that for sure. We had heard rumors that borders might open on the 16th of June, but then we had heard maybe it got pushed back. So let's hang tight on that um, and, and, and wait and see until there's a, a, a formal public announcement, which I would expect after this holiday weekend. And we're going into effectively a four day holiday weekend. So um, let's hang tight on that. But if anybody out there knows whether they've seen anything official uh, that would be opening borders on June 16th, please uh, let us know or uh, connect us to uh, the list. I don't know, this is a TVN uh, news announcement, uh, but I don't know if it's uh, confirmed or, or affirmed yet. Um, and, and again, we had some flights that we were trying to book that were canceled just after the June 16th and postponed. So I, I want to be sure that that hasn't been a date that's been postponed. So let's keep looking out there. Um, ah, and there's uh, Dacia coming in with only EU borders for land and air travel. So again, looks like their PTO says there was a formal public announcement by the prime minister. So we'll look that up and see if we can uh, push that out in a bulletin. Um, I'll have Agnieszka taking a look at that tomorrow. Um, so, and then Donnie's got another bit on the news there. So thank you for sharing that. And again, thank you everybody who helps to share and helps to drive the content. Um, and yes, the opening is planned. We knew that it was coming either in June or July um, we don't know what the standards will be for travelers coming in yet. Uh, okay, there's Akif with the government listing. So take a look at the government listing and see uh, what's there. That would be the presumed reliable source. Uh, and that's the gov.pl site on the coronavirus updates. So please do take a look at that. And it looks like we've got um, another news article as well. Um, And then there's more there. Isla is coming in with, uh, um, oh, let me see, read this. It's just a second. Let me read this. Um, yes. So this is what I was talking about earlier. Isla's highlighting exactly what I had observed. This is outside of school. And that is um, the, the range of adherence to the basic standards. And so masks, um, distances, all those kinds of things. It's very important that we all get our heads around community standards. And that was in the slides that I was sharing is that we establish those standards and it's not just for at school. It has to be outside of school in the home. And it has to also be uh, parents who go into workplaces or go into other public spaces. 
Um, we all have to agree to a set of standards and we have to apply them broadly and adhere to them. And then the, the daily question will be saying, you know, did you get exposed to this? Did you get exposed to this? And maybe there's a random rotation of questions in order to keep it refreshed. And then based on those questions and that profile will determine whether there's an increase in your risk profile. And you'll be informed of that. And then, and then we'll work towards understanding what that risk profile means to the school. But I do think um, there is a, a tremendous sense of uh, freedom right now that isn't warranted by the data. And so you, you really have to, I know it's the small numbers. Everybody's gonna write me an email tomorrow and say, but hey, it's only this number of cases, only 27,000. And that's only this percentage. And then it's only that. It, does, it just takes one. It just takes one case. And then you've got community spread. And, and I think, you know, we just, we don't want to be overly fearful, but at the same time, we want to build in sustainable practices that we do on a day-to-day -day basis to keep managing this and working it. So, so thank you for that, Isla. And, uh, and everyone, please, your kids, I get it. Summertime, they're out, they're free. We, we enjoy a safe place in this country. And, and yet, if they're not following standards, can you really allow that? Because it's not just about the kids that they're gathering with. Every one of those kids has touched a thousand surfaces because they're not being careful. And they're bringing that all to that group and then they're all sharing it with each other. And it's just really hard to determine where the exposure, and if you get called because a case has emerged and you have to do contact tracing and try to protect others, it becomes all the more difficult. So this is not a normal summer. Um, and, and I watched uh, the entire um, WHO presentation yesterday. And while they're saying, yes, maybe there's some good news here, there still is equally troubling news elsewhere. And, and none of the numbers would support um, that we're out of the woods yet. Now, in some places, there are very good numbers. Um, I joked today about moving to New Zealand uh, because of the way they attacked it and the way that they uh, took it under their wings. Um, they achieved a great result. And, and, I, and I'm excited about what they were able to achieve. And a lot of that was about community-based commitment to a set of standards. Um, and everybody bought in. And that's going to make the difference. And that can be sub-communities. It doesn't have to be the wider community. The sub-community can manage that. And this is where school community comes in. How can we build cohesion around a set of standards that we all agree to in the way that we will interact with the world for this period of time until we have a vaccine and until we have a way of protecting everyone? Um, let's see. Ah, there, Doug just put up that from uh, January 13th, there's a mandatory quarantine after returning to Poland. Uh, European Union citizens will be able to enter Poland without any obstacles. Um, something about enduring temporary border controls at the internal borders of the EU introduced in March. So here we go. And this is where all of the politics will begin to play into this. So you'll have to read it carefully. We'll do this tomorrow as well and try to digest this and uh, maybe put some summaries up on Zimplicity or elsewhere. We don't have e-notes right now, so um, uh, we'll try to push these out as special bulletins. 
Um, Heidi's asking, are parents allowed to enter the school building when school starts? Unlikely. Now, I know that's going to come as a challenge for us, uh, but I think our, it is unlikely we're going to be bringing parents into the school building at the outset. We may build a process to get to that, uh, again, through the building of these community standards and our strategies and methodologies, but I think at the outset, we're going to be managing a process very similar to schools throughout Europe uh, that have instituted the same requirements. Uh, parents will only make their way to the parking lot, and that's as far as we'll be able to go. And so do, do be aware of that, that that's going to be likely one component of our plan is that we will not have parents. Now, we're going to do our due diligence in figuring out how to make that as comfortable a process as possible under those circumstances. So likely what it means is staff coming out um, into the parking area to meet kids and otherwise connect with them and then escort them into the building. So that'll be the change in procedure and the change in the way we do. But again, this is all conjecture. We don't know the details yet. Uh, but one of the key stipulations is limiting adult, non-student and staff adults limiting their access to the building in order to maintain um, the environment that we want to be safe for all of our kids. So thank you for that, Heidi. I appreciate you asking the question. Other questions, let's see, uh, Doug, I think the conversation is continuing on travel restrictions. Um, so again, We'll look into that tomorrow and see if we can figure out what the stipulation of most concern to us. And also I think to you is what will you face when you come back to Poland? So let's say we travel somewhere and when you come back into Poland, what will be the stipulation? We're currently planning for our new teachers as well as for our returning teachers um, that a quarantine will be imposed as it has been at the airport until now. Um, the question will be whether there will be um, a, a forced quarantine. And of course, many of our new teachers are coming from places far beyond the EU. So it's not, we're not talking about EU that might have some exemptions if we're reading this language correctly. Uh, we're looking at um, people coming from Southeast Asia, coming from the United States, uh, coming from Canada, coming from New Zealand, Australia. Uh, they will all have likely quarantine and we have it all set up for them to do a 14 day quarantine before beginning um, their new staff orientation activities. Um, so we'll have them well in play before full staff get here. Full staff have similar stipulations to arrive by a certain date so that they can play out their 14 day quarantine and then be available for full staff orientation. Um, this year. Um, and again, it's about meeting their contractual requirements and being ready to appear at work, um, cleared by the government to go into settings um, that would allow them to mix with other people. And of course, we'll be doing social distancing, even among staff when we open uh, for our preparation activities um, and looking at how we manage that um, for the safety of all. Um, and then I think that gets at the core of that. Um, any other questions out there? Um, we talked about PTO. We've got the outdoor uh, areas of the facility open and accessible now uh, for families. Please remember the stipulations and uh, click on that link and read that document. It's in both English and Polish. Um, 
our planning and our, our next time together will be two weeks from now on the 24th. Um, we have uh, PTO board gearing up uh, and in transition. Um, we have checkout appointments. After the checkout appointments, a reminder that if you didn't get a checkout appointment and you, and you have stuff here, uh, it'll all be in the main lobby managed by security from the 12th of June onward. So you can come anytime. Uh, legitimately, daytime hours would be best Monday through Friday, but legitimately the security guards can bring you in. Um, you'll have to do a temperature screen and hand washing at the main entrance. And then all the materials will be there and they can guide you to the right table and you can pick up books that you pre-order. You can pick up a yearbook if you haven't already. Uh, you can pick up reports if, if you didn't get a chance to get an appointment. You can drop off technology if you wanna turn it in. Uh, all those things can happen from the 12th forward without an appointment. And so that's important to know is you, from the 12th forward and I'll remind everybody in uh, bulletin on Monday next week. Um, you can come in now and pick up those materials from that main lobby area um, at, at your convenience. So please know um, departing, returning, doesn't matter. You have access to come in and get those things as needed after the 12th and whenever it's convenient for you. Okay. I think that's most everything. Um, the, on Monday, I sent a bulletin about the farewell uh, flip grids. You can still access those and those are still being shared with those departing staff members. Some of them are still here in country and haven't departed yet. They're waiting for the flights just like everybody else to get on to their next destination. Um, there's things happening around the world that are still um, for staff who are departing, uh, making it difficult for them as well as for our families who are departing that's making it difficult to get to their next location. So. Um, um, we'll, we'll hope for the best for them, that they get to their new place and their new adventure and do that in short order. And we wish them all well. Uh, PTO has uh, reminded me that uh, we need to announce the Facebook page for the PTO Book Club. And so if you want to get in on a little group summer reading, you should click like there and then head over to the PTO Book Club. It's posted in the parents group so please feel free to take a look at that and they're planning some virtual meetings for book discussions dare i guess that it might be a zoom meeting um okay i can teach you a lot about zoom so ask me if you need any help um so here we go uh, everything um coming together for a nice robust summer of activities um here in poland there are many of us that are staying put and staying locked down uh, to some degree, and so we're going to enjoy a relaxing time at home, maybe short trips around Poland. I know we have a few people that have headed off to cabins and lakes and mountain areas, and so I encourage that. I, I, I honestly would say to you, my opinion is it's not yet a good time to get on airplanes, uh, at least until we know more about what the potential protections are there. Uh, but again, it's an individual choice, and I want you all just to be safe and be thoughtful and be careful and be cautious. Um, and Doug's noting that it's not entirely clear. Yep, okay, I, I expected that, and we'll start working on it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Saturday, 13 June, you should be able to travel freely and cross um, internal uh, borders of the European Union. Okay, there you go. Um, 
the question is, so they've created effectively what they announced about two weeks ago, which is the free travel corridor in the European Union with selected states uh, in uh, countries involved. And so they've established that and that's the free travel. That means you can drive to Croatia if you want to. There you go. Uh, let's see. Any other questions? Anything else I can answer? We're at uh, about 26 people out there. It's about 7.30. Um, checking with you. Count to 10. Last call. Again, I really enjoy these. I do. And I, and I really want to make sure that I'm answering everything. I uh, would love to see more of you jump over to the Zoom window and, uh, and actually talk with me <laughs> and uh, build a little bit more dialogue. Uh, so please think about that for the next time together, particularly with Dr. Olashuk here. Uh, I do want you to be able to ask him your questions directly and, and also be able to ask follow-up questions. So uh, be prepared to potentially come over to the Zoom meeting and join us. Um, so that you can enter into a bit more of a dialogue. And he's excited to join us and, and talk to us. So and Doug's pointing out that this is Polish reuses. And so again, a little bit muddy in terms of the details. Um, okay, I think that's good if it's okay with you. Um, I'll call it off there. I've shared some uh, basics of information. I think uh, our gathering on the 24th will be a uh, key opportunity to kind of uh, lay some more foundation to our planning for August. Uh, for those of you who want as much of that information as possible before July 1. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully get a connection uh, to um, where we want to be in order to be open on August 18th. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, again, check your requirements. Uh, Stefania, thanks for reminding us about that. Um, and, uh, and yes, we've all got a lot of work to do together and we're going to be working on that, uh, continuously, uh, as we build community around our approach to post-summer and phase two of COVID-19, how do we learn to live with a virus? We've done the crisis part. Uh, we got through that. We did well, and now it's going to be how do we create, as some people refer to it, this new, possibly temporary normal um, that allow us to um, coexist with this virus for the longer term. And that's what the fall is going to bring us and a lot of discussion and dialogue about it. And Rhea, thank you for asking that. Yes, I am going to take a break. That's why we're going to have that extra week in July. So thank you for that. All right. Have a good evening, everyone. Thanks again for joining me here on Facebook Live and our town hall. I'll look forward to seeing you on the 24th. That's two weeks from now. I will post all of those Facebook Lives in advance in uh, the parent group. Uh, please encourage other parents who maybe haven't joined the parent group yet to please consider doing so. This is our main channel for pushing out information to you. And I want to make sure you're all able to join us uh, whenever we come together. Have a great evening, everyone, and I'll talk to you in two weeks.